Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Randy Gaborio, CIO at Christiana Care Health System. In this segment, he talks about the right and wrong ways to leverage analytics, his strategy of embedding innovation teams to help solve problems, and the time management question all CIOs need to ask. When you talk about everything you have going on in your in a large organization, um, I, I can imagine that the whole uh, issue of you know managing the data is something that that's a big priority. So I wanted to just talk about your strategy there and and some of the work that you're doing or plan to do um, with business intelligence and uh, analytics. Sure. In fact, I mean it's a, it's an area we've been actually focused very heavily for a lot of different reasons, obviously, uh, <clears throat> including you know the, the the changing healthcare commerce framework as well. So, I mean, I think when, you know, a lot of folks, you know, helping, helping our, our constituents understand kind of the difference between, you think about reporting and BI and analytics. And to me, when I think about BI or specific kind of the reporting component in healthcare, I started to think about kind of units per thousand, uh, you know, looking backwards, thinking of how many falls per thousand, how many readmissions, how many this, how many that kind of per, you know, per thousand um, and you know, getting a diagnostic on how are we performing, um, you know, looking at that, <clears throat> looking at that information, you know, uh, you know, designated you know teams of individuals looking at that and then determining how to you know execute performance improvement. And for us, <clears throat> the analytics is a really different piece. For us, it's really about you know, will the person with brown eyes that had a stent placed on Tuesday with a BMI of 25 be readmitted? Oh, and by the way, we actually want to be able to identify that risk of uh, that person being readmitted, re- being readmitted at the time of um, you know their admission for the intervention, to start determining what things we have to actually put in place to modify risk for the intervention. So, um, so we've been very focused on doing that and actually building out a lot of machine learning capability, and sort of recognizing you know as as human beings, <laughs> we're not really very good at seeing things uh, or patterns that we're not looking for. So we've been, we've been focused for the last three years on developing a specific capability to effectively to be able to do that, as, as I've outlined. Um, and we're doing that with, um, with a particular patient population that we've started on. And, and we actually launched this with a CMMI grant, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation grant, kind of an IT-generated uh, Grant that was uh, focused on specifically the ischemic, the ischemic, ischemic heart disease population, um, and what we saw was that, you know, after the intervention, um, and you know, if a person's experiencing an event, you know, you can have uh, you know, an open heart, you know, valve or bypass. You could have um, a PCI or a stent placed, or you could have a medical therapy. And for us to understand, is the question is, you know. Why are people being readmitted, understanding that a large population are readmitted within 30 days, and a significant population, the vast majority of those people, are readmitted within 365 days? And being able to pose that question, which is, why? Let's, let's understand it. Let's be able to explain it. Then let's actually begin to be able to predict who, and then let's, at the third piece, begin to sort of move upstream and then actually modify things that are happening to prevent the readmission. So, so from our perspective, um, 
you know, we've, we've made a lot of investments in the space and we'll, we'll continue to take that capability and we'll scale it from the ischemic heart disease and we'll scale it then across, you know, chronic disease conditions, uh, you know, and then the cystic fibrosis and the cancer as well. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting work and, uh, you know, such a, such a great use for, for the data. And, and, you know, it's just, just the matter of being able to, like everybody says, to leverage that data to really, you know, be able to change outcomes. Yeah, it's true. I mean, one of the challenges, you know, is I think is that, you know, healthcare is, I mean, really underutilizing big data. I mean, actually, I mean, it's for most part all industry. We're really at just, a, a, you know, the opening chapter for this. But we look at these, you know, tiny sort of, you know, slivers of information. We're not looking sort of really big and wide um, at an ecosystem of information. And then the challenge is you look at um, the way we would traditionally do this type of stuff, you know, is we would have to sort of think about we got to go and pick and choose sort of, well, you know, what attributes we're going to put into a model. And then actually, you know, out of those few attributes, you know, some biostatistician and paired with a clinician are, are looking at that and saying, okay, what, do, what are we going to include? And then they're going to use that to try to predict, you know, sort of that limited set of information, who's going to be readmitted. So th- it's sort of flawed in the fact that up front, we historically have to choose the factors that we actually want to consider and then build some sort of a model uh, around it and then use that model to sort of extrapolate to all the actual, you know, real experiences we have with patients, um, you know, to, to that we've seen, you know, we've seen in the past and sort of run some sort of regression to determine that. So it's effectively flawed. And our approach is thinking of, you know, forget it, we're, we're not actually going to pick a model. We're going to start with a question and, you know, leverage the data to actually um, find, you know, find the patterns that we're not looking for. Right. And then we actually see the approaches where we, we can get to the point where you, then we can actually, you know, optimize action for each unique person. Yeah. And it kind of, uh, you know, dovetails with uh, when people talk about innovation, how it, it, innovation doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you know, we've invented this super cool technology, but it's more like, um, you know, sometimes maybe just thinking things in a different way and, uh, you know, using different methodologies. And I wanted to just talk a little bit about your thoughts on um, what, what innovation really means and, and kind of should mean for, you know, advancing um, a health system and advancing patient care forward. Well, you know, think, think about, like, an innovation from the standpoint that we're going to have algorithms that are actually going to be part of the care team in the future. Mm-hmm. And so even think about, if you think about sort of outside our industry, um, a lot of the innovations that take place in big data, there's actually um, a, 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 a private equity and venture capital firm called Deep Knowledge Ventures out there. They've actually given a seat, a voting membership seat to, uh, to an algorithm as they assess, um, you know, capital investments about where to place their capital. And so, um, you know, I sort of teeing off that innovation, I see that we'll have lots of sort of, you know, analytic-driven sort of innovations taking place. But, you know, the, the broader picture of innovation uh, for us, you know, that, that comes at this, the, the point for, for me is where you begin to sort of intersect disciplines and 
intersecting disciplines, and they're basically they're, they're, they they each have a different sort of lens on a particular problem. Um, and you know, for us, uh, you know, we we've done a lot of innovation around particular problems that we've found, and we've but we sort of chartered our organization to think about um, problem sets from the standpoint of the issue where you know 80% of serious medical errors. Uh, if you look at the Joint Commission, indicating that 80% come from basically communication issues. So we've taken on sort of an innovation challenge to think about how do we actually begin to solve those, um, those types of issues uh, and to create a much higher fidelity sort of um, quality experience and quality outcome by designing, designing novel solutions um, to problems. But by, we do that by bringing together um, the people that sort of experience the problem from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, and the other piece from that is, thinking about from an IT perspective, boy, there is, um, there's not one goal, not one question, not one challenge, not one initiative that's not gonna be sort of enabled through, um, through IT. So you begin to then pair um, the ability to drive very different levels of innovation because of some of the technologies that exist um, that we can do things that were just, would have been cost prohibitive just to do even five years ago. So, um, so from that perspective, we're really very much focused on uh, how, how can we transform care uh, by creating these intersections, creating the weather conditions for people to feel safe to actually challenge what's been built from an existing perspective uh, and encouraging them to basically try ideas and to fail fast uh, against trying different things out and how can we mock up ideas very quickly. Right. Now, now, is that something that you do by, you know, assigning specific roles or, you know, having like uh, committees or meetups or, I mean, anything specific like that that can be done to kind of just try to, you know, encourage this or foster this type of innovation? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of uh, organizations um, have done things like created the, um, you know, the formalized innovation center. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an innovation uh, team of people. Um, so what we do is, you know, we obviously, um, there's, there's human beings that sort of have the ability to move to where the problem is and embed themselves. Uh, so I guess, you know, the first, first piece for us is, you know, um, creating an ability for our folks to be invited in to sort of uh, witness the problem. Mm-hmm. So, so we, have, we do have what we call, so let's come back to that innovation team. So a great example is, you know, our folks in, uh, in emergency, so we run, you know, one of the busiest emergency um, centers on the East Coast. You know, we push, you know, upwards of 200,000, you know, ED visits uh, on an annualized basis. Uh, so we had some major challenges in terms of, you know, how do you operate at that level of scale? Um, and our folks in emergency leadership were facing a couple of particular problems, and, and they you know, there's a comfort established where they can reach out and say, hey, we've got this particular problem. And what we do is then we actually embed our innovation team um, inside emergency in that case to basically live, breathe, understand the problem from multiple dimensions. Um, And then we begin to sort of iterate um, what might be potential ways that we we could help solving the problem through a combination of technology, um, and process um, in conjunction with them. So we've done that in um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different sort of ten you know, ventures 
uh, internally. Uh, we've, we've been able to do that in, um, with our folks um, in cancer, um, in oncology, around helping patients better understand or providers better understand uh, pain for symptom, pain symptom presence and intensity for patients. Um, we scaled that solution to um, heart failure and into uh, behavioral health. We've been able to do that in areas around sort of pressure ulcers. We've been able to do that in areas around actually capturing um, handoff and more just sort of um, not just sort of clinical handoff but sediment handoff from one provider to another at shift change. So um, we've been very effective at leveraging this sort of embedding um, sort of virtual, virtual teams inside the problem. Yeah, that's uh, it's just it's a really uh, interesting thing because there there is so much potential and I think I'm sure it can almost get overwhelming that there are so many so many things that that you do want to address and so many outcomes you do want to improve but uh you know in, in the meantime <laughs> there's all these other priorities that the organization has so I can imagine that that's that's where the challenge kind of comes into play. Yeah, so I'll tell you let's on top of that we we challenge ourselves from the standpoint of looking at, you know, and I do with my organization and myself, thinking about how much of our time is spent sort of just managing current state, the present. Right. How much of our time do we spend really shedding kind of the legacy, you know, the, the legacy processes, tools, capabilities? And then that third piece sort of is how much of our time, how much of our capacity are we actually spending on designing the future? And when you start to look at that question, you'll find as an organization you spend a tremendous amount of time just keeping and managing the present and very little time thinking about the future. And so, you know, our objective is how do we, how do we flip that? How do we actually spend, uh, you know, much more of our energy focused on where we need to go? Um, and that's the challenge that we get, um, you know. And we find that when we do that um, out in our service lines and with our folks, um, you know, the, the problems emerge, and then from a governance perspective, though, you have to be able to allocate that capacity. And, you know, that's where, as we look at sort of all the innovation ideas, we do use some decision-making process to figure out which ones we think are going to provide kind of a return, which ones are going to be – and then we talk about return can be in the form of efficiency, safety, uh, quality, performance, um, and those types of dimensions. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.